Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Marketing Agency Show, where we explore solutions to the biggest challenges faced by agencies. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for the Marketing Agency Show, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Brooke Sellis, and this is the show for agency owners and agency marketers. We explore the topics that no one else is talking about. So pull up a seat to the table and let's have a great conversation. Today, I'll be joined by Armando DeLuc, who's an actor turned video creator extraordinaire. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow the show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's guest, Armando. To help explore the frontier of working at and growing agencies, here is this week's expert guide. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to be talking to Armando LaDuke today about some really cool ideas for using video during the customer journey. So excited. It's such a fascinating topic. If you don't know Armando, he's the founder and CEO of LaDuke Entertainment, which is a full-scale production company with a focus on digital content creation for businesses of all types. He's taken those years of experience that he has even in acting, which we'll talk about a little bit, and put it to work through his company, taking businesses of all types and transforming their social media content from boring to cinematic. So exciting. Armando, welcome to the show. Howdy. Howdy. I am like so excited about this topic because I talk a lot about the customer journey and I've never thought about video, using video throughout the customer journey. So I'm just, I'm got to settle down here. I'm so excited. But first questions always first, what made you decide to go out and do this for other people? Like what made you decide to start your company? What made me decide to start LaDuke Entertainment was a lack of storytelling in the commercial space. And so I, you know, coming from the an acting background and, and, and improv and creating movies and stuff, I was like, why can't we do this same thing, but for businesses so that it's much more fun to look at? Yeah. And so I started it in 2012 under the name Sketchy Characters, but then I was like, nobody's going to pay me money or they're not going to write a check to Sketchy Characters. So I ended up rebranding to LaDuke Entertainment which was a good idea. I still have sketchy characters for my fun stuff, but I do all of my corporate and and commercial stuff with LaDuke Entertainment. I actually love sketchy characters. I would be happily, happily write you a check (laughs) because I think it's such a great name. So what kind of clients do you serve now? Like who's coming to you and saying like, help me? Is it everybody or is it a specific industry or niche? So we work with service-based businesses. We have attorneys that we work with, family law, personal injury, property and casualty. We also work with a tour company, Haunted History Tours here in New Orleans. So we do their content. We work with a DMC. They're a destination management company. So they put all of the parties together for corporate clients. And so we do their content. Meals from the Heart is a heart healthy restaurant that we do content for. So it's all over the place, but yeah, mainly um, service-based businesses, crypto. So Everybody that's in business these days understands that they need social media. 
and they understand that it's a big lift. So we've sort of taken that side out of that for them. And so we have three different ways we can help. We can do like the done for you where we come in and do everything, or we have it done with you where we'll hold their hand through the process. I love that so much. Okay. So then let's talk about, because backstory, when we were on our pre-call, you were mentioning about how you can integrate video into the customer journey. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so let's start there because either I've been living under a rock or, you know, a lot of people may not understand or know this strategy or tactic. So can you just kind of set that up for us a little bit? So I got the concept from a book called Never Lose a Customer Again by Joey Coleman, which is a fantastic book. And so in the book, he talks about in every phase of the customer journey, there should be sort of wow experiences and how are you creating these wow experiences? And I'm like, well, we are a creative based business. Why are we not using video to instruct the client where they are in the process? And so we have five phases to our business. We have the development phase, the pre-production phase, production, post-production, and then distribution. And so throughout that process, there's also many phases like in the development phase, right? So we're, we're like, hey, we have, we're in the development phase for your business. But even before that, we shot like this Mission Impossible video where it's all like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to schedule a discovery call with our team. Oh my God, You know, this it. message will self-destruct, right? <laughs> and so we were like, yeah, so why not do it in a fun way? And like, we've noticed now a big problem. And this is the problem that we had, which is why we needed to start doing it was that we found that when we brought in somebody that we would stop the, the touches, right? Like in the follow-up process, when you're bringing a prospect to, to becoming a client, there's a lot of touch points, right? There's a lot of follow-up. And then we just ignore the client once they're a client. And so I was like, why are we doing that? Why aren't we creating touch points so that whenever we're talking to the client, it's not just to send them an invoice, right? And then here's your stuff. Right. There was no fanfare about it. There was no and especially on the marketing end, it's hard to say, hey, mission accomplished. We did our job right here were the deliverables for the month. And we didn't have that in place and we would not get paid or we'd have to like track people down to, to get them to pay their invoices. But now because they know at the beginning of the month, hey, these are the deliverables. This is what we're doing here. We're holding your hand throughout the entire process. There is no question as to what we're doing on the back end, you know, because they're like, well, what are you guys doing? What is, what is it that you do? Because the only time we experience you is when you come on set and you shoot our stuff. We don't see you in the editing process. We don't see you writing the scripts. We don't see you doing any of that. So now through this process, we've been able to go, hey, this is what we're doing in the background. And this is why you're paying what you're paying. And they're like, oh, and, and it makes them feel more comfortable in dealing with us. And we're creating these wow experience throughout the process. So good. So a question comes to mind because you've been doing this for a long time. You started in 2012. That's when I started too, by the way. But so have you noticed as you're doing this for yourself, are there any stages within the customer journey that you find the video content to be the most successful? And if so, you know, why do you think that is? If you guys are looking for a way to differentiate yourself in the, it's not necessarily the customer journey. It's more in the lead journey. But what we did was we put together a box and inside it, there's a red and a blue pill or a gumball right? Like from the matrix. And we have a little QR code. And when you click it, 
right? It takes them to a video landing page where it says, and I'm a dress up as Morpheus and I'm like, <laughs> welcome. Your market is in danger. You know that. You felt it your whole life, blah, 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 right? So you have two choices. You can take the blue pill, go back to your job and keep doing what you're doing or take the red pill and you can join Leduc Entertainment and we can show you how far this, this rabbit hole goes. And so in the lead journey, that has been such a really impactful direct mail piece because it comes in a little black box and it has our logo on it, but that's it. It looks super clean. And people have really been responding to that. Like our conversion rate had like increased 40% because when people are, yeah, when people are in that mode where they're, they've seen the presentation, they've seen the sales pitch and they're like, uh, where am I at? Where do I, do I want to pull the trigger? And we send them this and that like kicks people over the fence. That was one thing that we've did that I recommend everybody do is to have a video that you can connect to a direct mail piece that, that has a QR code that takes them to the landing page and then like really reinforces that like, hey, this you're making the right decision. This is who you should be working with, you know, and it's definitely memorable. Oh, my God. We are about to do an ABM campaign, account based marketing campaign. It's the first time we've ever done one. And part of it is a snail mail piece. And so now I feel like really quickly before we launch in a few weeks, I want to do this. This is such a fantastic idea. OK, so. What key elements, right? We've got listeners and watchers and they're probably wondering like I am, what key elements do you focus on when you're creating this video content to ensure that it resonates with your target audience at those different stages throughout the journey? Is it like all matrix themed? Does it tie together? Is it just focusing on that specific time at that specific place? Like spill the beans for me. <laughs> no, I, I change it up, right? So they get the matrix video, right? And then once they become a client, they get the welcome to Leduc Entertainment video. And it's us dancing around, it's music. It's like, <laughs> hey, welcome, right? And then we roll into the, uh, the Mission Impossible video. Right. So like they get that like a day after, hey, we have to schedule the discovery call. Right. And then we send them, hey, you're in development phase. Right. And it's us uh, dress up as like mad scientists. And we're like, we're try, we're we're working. We're you know, we're we're creating the content for you. And then we roll into your videos or your topics have been sent to you. We need your approval. And it's uh, my COO. And he's also an actor. I met him on stage. And he's speaking in, in, he's in a Renaissance outfit and he's like, <laughs> hello, it is me. It is I, and I need you to approve your scripts in order to move forward and blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> oh so we have God. that. And then we have the get ready for the shoot. So it's a video of my wife. She's also an actress and it's, this one's not as playful. It's just like, Hey, um, these are some things that you need to think about before you shoot. You know, get a good night's rest. Don't drink before. Make sure you have all of your clothes pressed. Don't, you know, use solid colors. You know, so it gives them the rundown of what they should be expecting, right? And then they come to the shoot. And part of our customer journey is that everybody gets a little champagne bottle in a little gift basket with popcorn and stuff, movie, movie stuff, you know, congratulations on a good shoot. And then the day after they get another video that says, awesome shoot, we look forward to working with you. Great job, yada, yada, yada. And then we send them another video of my COO as Gordon Ramsay, where it's this full throttle in the kitchen. And he's all like, we're going to cut it. And we're going to make it look good. <laughs> and we're going to, you know, so we're yeah. in the cutting. Then we have another video that says, hey, your videos are ready for your approval. So we send it to them. And when they don't approve their videos, 
I'm dressed up as Russell Crowe in The Gladiator where I'm like, are you not entertained? Are you, <laughs> oh approve God. your videos, you know? So then they get, you know, they get that email. Then they get another email that like, okay, once it's approved, we're into the, it's a Hogwarts, Harry Potter themed. We're going to now distribute your content, right? It's in distribution. And then we have the, the final one th- at the end that says, hey, mission accomplished. We're in army fatigues, Navy SEAL style. And we're like, mission accomplished. We did this. And this is blah, 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 you know? So throughout that, yeah, throughout that entire process, we're trying to entertain you know, without like, without it just being like such another drag, right? Like every time they, they receive correspondence from us, I want them to feel good, right? Like, ah, look, they care. So that's why we started doing that. And it's just been game changer. That sounds a little stressful. Like you and your wife and your COO, you're all actors, right? You can do this so easily. I, believe it or not, hate being on camera. I hate my voice. I hate the faces I make. I hate that I talk with my hands. So can you share, and I'm sure other people watching or listening feel the same way, can you share like a client story where they did what you did in a successful way, but, you know, they did it in their way? You know, like, so it's not so like, we don't have to feel like we have to have like 76 outfit changes and be amazing actors. So think about it in terms of the shoot day, right? Because you're going to batch create that content anyway, right? It's, it was super easy. We shot it in front of a green screen so we could change the background up. But for clients like attorneys, they're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be funny like that. They want to know, you know, if you get hurt in a car accident, this is your customer journey. And so throughout it, We scripted it for them. We shot it, you know, and it's just them talking to the camera as if they're the client. Hey, we understand that you were in probably one of the most traumatic moments of your life throughout the next weeks. We're going to be sending you updates as to where you are in the process, because right when you get hurt in an accident, you don't know what to do. Right. And so you and you want constant communication from your attorneys, but the attorneys can't necessarily give you all of that attention. So if you can send emails that are like in in video form that they can see you, the owner of the company, the owner of the law firm or, or the company, where they're like, oh, okay, I'm being updated. I understand where I am in the case. That way there's no questions, right? And so when at the end you're asking for the review and referral request, and we have a video for that too, that they give it to you, right? They, they, they give you that five-star review on Google. They give you that five-star review on Facebook. You know, and and the the customer journey has been such a pleasurable experience, even though they're going through something traumatic. Yeah, I love that you said for reviews. I think that's brilliant, too. So dig into that a tiny bit for everyone and talk about like what the review video looks like, whether you're an attorney or we can do really cool things like Armando. It's so easy to get a referral or a review, but people don't do it. Why? Because they don't feel comfortable asking. And it's hard it's, if I ask you right now, hey, Brooke, do you know anybody that could use our services? You know, if you gave it some time, you do know, right? But maybe right on the spot, you'd be like, oh, I'm on the spot. I don't really know, right? But if I ask you, hey, Brooke, number one, did you like my services? Of course, I love it. Then we would love a five-star review. And we would also love it if you could refer us. And if you don't mind, I would love to send you an update, maybe monthly, to just ask you for a referral, right? If that's okay with you, because I know you're busy, and I know you might forget, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. If I send you this video on a monthly basis to ask for referrals, 
I'm going to probably get it a lot easier. And I do. Like I send out a referral request on a monthly basis to my clients because I know they're busy and I'm going to go, hey, I'm just reaching out in that nice way to ask for a referral, right? Like if you like my services and you know of someone, just give us a referral if you, if, if you don't mind. And that's an easy way to do that monthly to keep you top of mind with current clients, with past clients, with family, friends. And so that way it doesn't feel so awkward because you can just, you've already shot the video once and then you just, just reuse it and reuse it. So smart. So this is bringing me to another thought about KPIs, right? How do you measure, not just with yourself, but obviously with your clients, like how do you measure the success or the effectiveness of these videos throughout the customer journey? Open rate. Open rate is key. I also tie them into texting. So I know a lot of people like just may not check their emails, you know, especially these attorneys. Um, so I'll say, hey, I just sent you the development phase email. Watch it if you want to. I just want to let you know that this is what we're doing, right? And so they can watch the email for the video or, you know, the text messages lets them know that. And I'm in communication. They're like, ah, okay, my money I'm spending is, is, is well spent. But yeah, the open rates are, my email open rates are like 75%. What? <laughs> or like 75%. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's unheard of. And I can show it to you. But yeah, like it's, people are like 28, 28% is like amazing. And when I tell them like 75%, they're like, shut up. Yeah, exactly. My jaw's on the floor because I, I'm happy about ours. Like we hover around like 37%. I'm like, look how good we're doing. And then I hear that and I'm like, oh man. So, but you're sending, so I, you said open rate. So most of these, these videos are sent through email, either as one-offs or through some sort of like nurture campaign. Is that how it works? I don't, I, we did put it in a nurture campaign, but you got to be careful because not everybody is in the same spot in the client journey. So you can't just be like, oh yeah, one size fits all. So I have a, a virtual assistant in the Philippines whose only job is to manage the client tracker. And we, and we have a client tracker spreadsheet and every day she looks through it and goes, okay, where are they in the process and what video do they need to receive? And so that's all she's doing. Yeah. I mean, we did, and trust me, we did go the automation route. Here's the problem guys with AI and automation is that it's so low hanging fruit now that people, when you want to differentiate yourself from everybody else, then you have to put in the work, right? And you have to do the, the, the extra stuff that makes you noticed. And so doing AI and automations, like people know, people see it. They already see that, that, that that's what everybody else is doing. It's like, oh, great. It's another automation. Great. You know, but when it's personalized and they know that like it took a person to send it, that's a differentiator. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Yeah. Well, and I just feel like if these videos go out at the wrong time, right? If somebody's still in the nurture phase and all of a sudden you're sending them like bottom of the funnel content there, it's going to ruin the relationship, right? They're gonna, it's going to start to feel like not authentic, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, it also makes you look like you don't know what you're doing, that you're disorganized, right? Why are you sending me this? I'm not even here. So you obviously don't care. 
And if you don't care, why am I doing business with you? If I'm just a number, right? Yeah. What happens? Okay. So like, let's just take B Squared Media, which is my company as the case study. And I'm going to hire you to create these, you know, videos for the customer, you know, journey. We have different customer personas that we go after or like segments or industries. And I'm sure a lot of your clients do too. What's your advice on tailoring content based on those specific segments or customer personas? Or is it like just one set of videos and they can address everyone all the time? Here's a big problem with marketing companies, I I believe, (laughs) (laughs) is that they get so involved with the a la carte pricing. And it's like, well, not, and not everybody goes through the same thing. Right. And there's validity to that. But if you want to scale a marketing company, you have to have like the system. Right. And no matter what, that is the system. Everybody has to go through it. But the problem is a lot of marketing companies don't want to let go of other things because they're, they're revenue streams. But if you can create the system and go, Hey, this is the system, no matter what, everybody goes through it, then you don't have to worry about it and you can scale that way. But if it always relies on Brooke to make the decision, it's just not going to scale. It's not a scalable model. Right. And so, and a lot of marketing companies, because there's so many facets to marketing, they're holding themselves back because you will always have to make that decision. You will always have to be the one to go. Yeah. Even if you have a room full of 50 people, there will always be like, Oh, I have to consult with Brooke or or management in order to go, okay, we, uh, this is what they need. So this is the, this is what we need to create for them. You know? So I would recommend, you know, create your process. Ours is called content into clients. It's our five-step process. Right. And so, Everybody goes through that process, no matter what, if you're an attorney, whoever, like you just, this is what we do. And this is, and it's made it scalable for us. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. And, and here's how I'm taking that advice. If you're listening and watching and still not quite there yet, what I understood you just say was like, we should focus on one service segment. We're a service-based marketing company. So maybe we are going to focus this video, you know, through the journey for our social media customer care clients. And then that way, every we know what it is, right? There's no having to change. We don't have to worry about segments. We know what the pain points are, et cetera. And then maybe if that goes well, then we could go and do it for some of our other services. But I like that idea a lot. It makes it feel a lot less scary too. Sure. So we've, we did our content into clients process and our customer journey. Now I'm getting more into the consulting end of things. So we're doing the consultative stuff and I'm writing a book right now. It's called Scale for Speed and and how to take all of this stuff and really use it to scale your business. So I'm currently in the process of creating, okay, what are the touch points for each of these people through the consulting phase? Even if it's not perfect, according to my process and according to my book, these are the things that you need. Right. And so the the touch points will be like, hey, here's the checklist. Where are we with the checklist? Make sure that, you know, and it's sort of an accountability video that goes out to let them know, hey, because I think that that's if you're consulting your customer journey is accountability. Yes. Right. And so it's you going in and going, hey, just making sure that you got this done. If you didn't get it done, please make sure you get it done or let's schedule a call and I can help you you know, get it done. So we've covered all of like the good things. I feel like the good fun things. So we have to talk about the challenges just to even it out a little bit. What are some of the challenges that you or your clients have encountered in using videos at various, 
you know, stages throughout the customer journey and how do you overcome them? One of the challenges that we had was the automation. And so we stopped it. We were just like, look, we just, we're just going to have to bring it in house and we're just going to have to be intentional about it. And yes, it's more labor intensive, but it's a better overall experience. So that's been a challenge. And look, just the management of the client tracker. (laughs) Like I'm currently right now talking to my COO about how we can create an app that solves that problem, right? Like that, that can be like a template for businesses that they can go, ah, okay, I need to create a customer journey. Here's the app. And this is how you can track it better. And so that way it like sends notifications as to where people are like triggering things. So Asana kind of does that, you know, too, so that they're like, hey, they got sent out this video. So they're probably in this process right now. So keep in mind within the next two, three days, you're probably going to need to send this video out. And that, that we do have in place, but I, I, I think it could be better. Like I could, I think that that could be super, super clean. So that's what I'm working on right now. So the challenge is to really the management of that is super, you know, it's the timing, somebody that, yeah, somebody that's good at like the details needs to be in charge of that. Yeah. I hear that. Answer me this. This came up as, as you were just explaining just now, how many clients, like how necessary is it for you to explain what customer journey and customer journey mapping is to your clients? Do they already come in the door knowing this? Is this something you teach them? Is it something you use a video for? Like, how does that look? The education piece? You know, what's great is that our customer journey sells our customer journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it, yeah. it just like, they're like, oh my God, I love this. Can you do this for us? Yeah, of course. This is what we do, you know? So part of their batch. So when we create their content in that content day, part of what we create is their customer journey videos, you know? And I'm like, look, don't overthink it. They don't, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to update them and it doesn't need to be long. Just they want to know that you care. They want to know that you you put forth effort. It looks good. And, they're, and, and you're just giving them an update. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so let's talk about your tech stack. Are there any technologies, tools, you know, tips, but really around the technologies and tools that you find like absolutely indispensable for creating and integrating videos into the content and the customer journey and all the cool things that you do? Yeah. <laughs> My tech stack is deep. I was going to say it's probably uh, large and in charge, but are there like there's some favorites? <laughs> yeah, there's 40. There's oh 40 gosh. apps in my tech stack. Look, we use Asana for management and task management and project management. We use an app called Frame.io for videos to send to clients for approval. And then the cool thing about Frame.io is that you can save the videos inside Frame.io on a link and then infuse it into Asana so that when, you know, my social media person is posting, they can take the captions from Asana and then they can take the video from Frame.io, download it straight to their phone or to the computer for, you know, for, for distribution. All of the customer journey videos live on YouTube. I create a playlist and, and I call it the customer journey. So I have one, I have a journey for spaghetti on the wall. So like when that's my podcast. So when somebody comes in to do spaghetti on the wall, like I send them videos throughout the whole, the whole thing that talks about, Hey, what to expect in a podcast, how to do this. If you want to set up your own podcast, you know, so throughout the whole thing, they get these videos. 
and then Google, you know, Google Drive for, you know, client folders and client tracking and spreadsheets and all of that stuff. Yeah. What about filming? Like, are you like big into like filming with a can- a special camera or special equipment? Or are you like, hey, the iPhone's good enough for me? So what you're seeing right now is the A7S three. That is what I shoot. It's the Sony A7S three. Amazing, amazing camera. I would get an 85 millimeter lens for that nice depth of field where it blurs out the background. I got a 2470 on there right now because I wanted you guys to see my uh, logo (laughs) and all of this other stuff. But if I wanted to blur out the background, definitely get an 85. I use that exclusively on shoots because it gives it a nice cinematic look, right? And it just makes everything look just look really good and it pops the, uh, the image out, right? So if you're the focal point, really pops you out and everything else blurs in the background. So it really gives you that nice look. And look, the, the iPhones are great. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're really good. If you light something properly, I mean, you may not be able to make, catch the difference. So oh, good. yeah, okay. yeah, I love the A7S three. I love the iPhone. I'll, I'll do both on, on shoots. Some when I'm trying to do more cinematic and parodies and things, I'll use the A7S three. And then if I'm like out and about just Q and A and stuff, I'll just use my camera. What about editing films? Any special tools that you use? Like, so now there's like Descript and all these cool AI tools. Do you use those? Are you more into like doing it yourself as far as editing? I have an editing team. (laughs) Okay. So I don't, (laughs) I don't even, I don't even mess with it anymore. You know, I've got, I've got editors from across the world right now, Philippines and Venezuela. And I would highly recommend if you're looking to like really create a volume of content, if you want to do it yourself and you have the time, then do it yourself. I'm a big proponent on finding the who rather than trying to do it all yourself because you're going to burn out very quickly. And there's a, there's a really good book by Dan Martell. It's called Buy Back Your Time. And Buy Back Your Time, is it was just a really good book where, where it really talks about, hey, how much money are you making a year in revenue? You divide that by 2,000, right? And then that's your monthly income. And you divide that by four, I believe. Anyway, you get your hourly rate, right? No, yeah, you get your hourly rate and then you divide that by four and that is your buyback time. So you should be paying somebody a quarter of what you're making hourly to do the things that you're not good at. If you really want to like move, if you really want to like, so that way, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I don't cut my grass, right? I don't do lawn. I don't do lawn work. My wife likes to do it. And so she goes and does it. And my wife and my mom is like, how dare you? You're <laughs> the man, blah, 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 blah. And I said, do you know? And it's not a cocky thing or ego is just like, I don't want to do it. My time is, is worth this much. So I feel like my time is better spent. And, and look, I told my wife, I said, you don't have to cut the grass. We can hire a lawn care company to do it. You like it. So great. You have the green thumb, you, you handle that. But I find it better use of my time to work on like ideation, creation, building leaders, consulting that, you know, when I'm in my superpower, I'm going to make more money. And then I can let other people that are good at that do that. Right. Cause I'm going to destroy the lawn. Yeah. Same. Like, I feel like we have lawn service too. And I would be happy to do the yard if somebody got me a riding mower 
And I feel like it's probably just cheaper to, to pay the people than it is to buy Brooke a riding mower. So I feel you. You know, it's all about budgets. And, and speaking of budgets, here's another question that I have. High quality b- video production is not inexpensive, right? So how do you, when you're having the content to client dance, how do you talk about budget constraints, but also the need to have high quality? Love it. So I'm going I'm to drop a little gem for y'all. Let me drop a little gem for you guys. If you don't have the budget to hire like a company like mine to come out and do it for you, go to the university. If there's a film program there, go over there, talk to the head of the film program, say, hey, I have a business. I really need help. Would love to, you know, hire one of your filmmakers to come out and shoot. One, these guys want to shoot. Right. And they want to make money and they're not going to charge you what I would charge, right? Because they're first starting out. So just go there and you can get these guys for like 15 an hour, you know what I mean? To come out and they have their equipment and look, you don't need equipment. Just be like, Hey, you're a filmmaker. Please. Here's my phone. Shoot it. (laughs) Please shoot it for me. Right. Then get on Fiverr, get on Fiverr and find yourself uh, some editors and say, hey, if I can give you all of this footage, can you edit these clips? And these guys know how to edit these 45-second, one-minute-long reels with subtitles and music and the whole nine. And then get on Fiverr again and find yourself a social media manager that like can manage it for you. Look, that's the inexpensive way. If you don't have the money, that's what I would do. That's what I have done in the past. Until you get to a point where you can hire the professionals where it's like a one-stop shop and you just pay one thing and, and the headache goes away. Like you don't have to manage people, but that's what I would do if, if I was in a spot where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just starting out. And that's why we do our thing with like sort of the done with you service. The consulting aspect is where we sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you the tools and, and tricks that you need to like get this done on more of a smaller budget. And then once you start increasing that ROI, then you can come and hire me and then we can come do it for you. You heard it here, folks. Go hire Armando after you try the other way, which won't be fun. Um, so <laughs> where, really not. Oh, it sounds terrible. Um, where do you see the role of video going in the future? Like how should agencies prepare to stay ahead of the curve with all the technologies and tools that are hitting us with AI? You know, just like, What's your, um, what am I trying to say? The little ball, magic ball, magic ball. What's your magic ball? Magic eight ball. Yes. Say about the future of video. (laughs) Crystal ball. (laughs) I will tell you this. Every company is going to have some sort of a production company aspect along with their service that they provide. Whether they're a plumber, they're also going to have some sort of production company or some aspect associated, whether they bring it in-house or whether they hire somebody else. AI is going to help with the jumping off points. But once again, what's happening is you can tell when something is written by chat GPT now, like you can, it is like immediately. And we use chat GPT as jumping off points, right? We, it's the heavy lift. It's the, Hey, I have a question. Kind of give me some, give me some jumping off points. Right. And then it does it. What it's not replacing is the is the face yet. I mean, I know that they have the mouth that moves for you <laughs> and stuff, and it looks really weird. 
we're not to that point yet. Don't know what that looks like. But I will say that the podcasts are going to do really well. Podcasting as a networking tool is the way to go. I don't think people are, are using podcasts enough because they're like, oh, I want downloads. I want to monetize. And I'm like, no, use it to network. To brand. Use to it network. for strategic. Yeah. yeah. Strategic partners to build, you know, to build the brand. And like I, the opportunities that have come from my own podcast have just been exponential. So I, if, if I was going to tell you what agencies, like marketing agents. Marketing agencies. Yeah. Yeah. So marketing agencies, I think, need to start creating more content on on social media, just organic, not call to action stuff. Just yeah. them, <laughs> just them creating content, you know, documentary style, Q&A, podcasting, all of that stuff, and just stay consistent on social media. And you'll start to see, I mean, you'll you'll see exponential growth. Maybe we, we went from $69,000, $70,000 a year every year for like five years. And then we went to half a million dollars in a year's time doing our organic social media strategy where we're posting daily. And then we hit seven figures and we're on like, we're on track. Like if we, we continue, we'll hit $2 million at the end of this year, you know? And I think that it's just going to exponentially keep growing because now more and more people see what we're doing. You know, they're like, ah, they're, they're a trusted source and not just asking me for money. Oh my gosh. I've been saying this for years. Like we've always been think conversation, not campaign. I've put all these studies out about what you're saying. And yeah, it's so true. Like the companies who do what you're saying, like they use social in a totally different way than just like the salesy buy my stuff messages. They, they kill it. They do so great. And also what I'm hearing you say is, you should probably think about if you're in marketing agency, hiring a creator for your company who can help you do this on social and otherwise, or going to a company like Armando's and having them kind of help you do the creator role, right? Outsource that creator role to someone like Armando. So superb advice. Thank you so much. Last question for you is where can people find you? What are you working on? How do you want us to connect with you so we can continue the conversation? For sure. Uh, you can find me anywhere. I'm super easy to find. If you look me up, Armando LaDuke on Google, I mean, it's just going to, it'll be right there. Uh, LaDuke Entertainment, of course. So Armando LaDuke or LaDuke Entertainment will bring you to where I'll be. And I do a webinar weekly. That's another thing for, for marketing agencies, I think you guys should be doing webinars on a weekly basis and do them through Eventbrite. I know everybody wants to once again, do the low hanging fruit and go, I'm just going to do a webinar, make it an evergreen webinar, and then just put it on automation. Let me tell you, we've have seen some real conversions going up through this webinar. And I've only been doing it for about three weeks now. So every week I, I, I get on Eventbrite and it's super easy to duplicate. And I do a live webinar every week. And so now I have something to like, and it's, it's called content into clients. I have an ebook. I have the online course. It's my process, my webinar, it's my keynote. So I would urge the marketing companies to create that thing that differentiates themselves to create the book, to create the online course, to your keynote speech, to your webinars weekly. And then that becomes your funnel that you can get people into and then just keep it the same. Just try to keep it the same. That's scalability. Scalability comes from predictability. Yeah. I love that. And I'm going to 
be joining one of those weekly webinars so that I can learn how you do it, how it works and copy it myself. (laughs) Because that's great advice too. Well, Armando, thank you so, so much for joining us today and giving us all of, I mean, I'm filled with ideas right now. So thank you for that. And hopefully for those who are watching and listening, they are too. They will reach out to you. And again, just wow, mind blown. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about the show. I'm at Brooke Sellis on Instagram and Twitter. And for fun, make sure you tag at SM Examiner. Also, be sure to check out our other shows, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. This brings us to the end of this week's Marketing Agency Show. We'll catch you next week as we explore the adventures of marketing agency life. The Marketing Agency Show is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.